quest to be polygamist. Polygnig? Yeah. Polygnig? Yeah. The quest to be a polygamist. The quest to be a polygamist. Unity and community? Yeah. We over 100 subscribers, baby. My first ever comedy special, Black Zeus Self-Portrait. Tickets available at akablackzeus.com. Make sure you're there. $25 in advance, 30 at the door. Don't buy them at the door. Don't be Lenore. Don't be a whore. Snore. Snorlax. I'm out. Just a bunch of random shit. I don't see myself. It's weird. Ladies and gentlemen, ladies... Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to Black Zeus the Podcast, Season 3, Episode 43. How are all you beautiful people doing? It is I, Black Zeus. Happy to have you back again. So many things to talk about, my Negroes and Neglets, my Whites, my Arabs. This is a bad thing to do with Kanye doing what he's doing. My Jews, I gotta, I gotta include the Jews, because we're all cool. Everybody's cool. We're all good together. What a crazy start. I really should have thought about how I was going to start this episode, but I'm going to roll with the punches. I got my Boy Scout uniform on. It's a, it's a good vibe today. It's a good vibe because I got a full studio, my guy. It's been so long since I've had people on this podcast. Uh, don't worry. Henny is still coming. We're still... That is in the works. Life is busy right now, but I have... Filled the room with mystical, magical Negroes. And uh, this is the... Raise raise your fist, my brothers. Raise your fist, my brothers. First of all, uh, I will introduce a new addition to the podcast. Hopefully this one sticks. This, this show has, uh, <laughs> this show has uh, a reputation with producers in the seats. It's hard to make a gel. But, but you know, we'll, mystical, magical Negro power. This will, this will work. You know what I'm saying? And uh, I'm very excited. Do you want to use a, a, a name or do you want to go by your name? Um, I'll just go by my name. All right. So we got Dante in the producer chair. Yeah, yeah. Welcome, Dante. Hey, how's it going? Good. Yourself? I'm doing blessed. Blessed and highly favored. God damn. Look at that. And I just <laughs> said God damn right after that. God forgive me, please. Uh, and then we got we got one more person to introduce. We can't keep this man in the dark. We can't We can't keep such... A personality, quiet. You know what I'm saying? He's off camera today, but maybe one day he'll make his on-camera appearance. Uh, do you want to go with a name, or do you want to just use your name? Well, because I've had a prior podcast, and you know I want to stay consistent, so I'm going to be uh, Quentin Quarantino, a.k.a. Biggs the Bastard Son. Oh, you got two names. I mean, we... Quentin Quarantino, a.k.a. Biggs the Bastard Son. Yeah, yeah. What up? What up, my guy? How you living? I'm, I'm, I'm living. I'm living. <laughs> it's nice yeah. to have you on the podcast. And I, you know, nice to be on. Nice Finally, to be on. we've been uh, we've been talking about this mm-hmm. for a while behind the scenes. I've been telling everybody uh, on the podcast that I I do mean to switch things up. Just things are crazy, hectic, busy. I've been meaning to have this guy on the podcast forever. Um, but Dante was just. Bruh, that's not, bro, let's not call it what, let's call it what it is. We have to give major props to, to my guy, Abbas Wahab, for yeah. once again 
This nigga is literally responsible for this pot. Not like all the way, but I have to give him his credit. This podcast wouldn't exist without a boss. My first producer was because of a boss. My shout out to Patrick, OG of the podcast. I used to record in Toronto out of the iHeartRadio building, oh. which is where a boss used to, where he started the podcast. And I did uh, the immigrant section all the way back then. And when I did, I'm like, not everybody was doing a podcast at the time. You know what I mean? Yeah. But not everybody had access to shit like this. And it just so happened that one of the podcasts run out of that studio, like fell out or was off doing their own different thing. So they had an opening. So I like that's that. And that is Black Zeus. The podcast is born almost four years ago because we're episode 43. Each season is 50 episodes. We're season three plus the one pilot episode. So that's like an extra week. I did uh, like a whole pilot test test run mm -hmm. with the first episode, but this is like the continued evolution, bro. And I'm, I feel like we're slowly getting to the ultimate vision I've always had, like with 27 collective with you guys, like filling in pieces and with, with other people that will slowly start to come into the space. We got to get Henny like actually in and on camera. Cause this guy finally, Yo, shout out to Henny. Cause this guy finally exposed his face to the world. This guy's been killing it, like, uh, but in the shadows, bro. Like, he's been making, uh, he's been making the instrumentals for me, but also just like started his own production thing. Like, he's, I love what Henny's doing, and one of my oldest friends. So it's been fun to watch him actually like progress and grow, and then like take this weird little podcast intro theme thing and and figure out like his lane through it. You know what I mean? Yeah. And that's kind of what the whole goal for all of this shit is. Is like I want all of us to find our own like work together and then find our own lanes and then gain some clout together because I feel like you know I don't want to reveal all of the fucking the secrets. But why not? What kind of a what kind of a piece of shit am I to say that? Don't want to reveal all the secrets. Well, you can't spill all the beans. You right? have to keep some of the beans for the seeds. Showmanship, right? Right? Showmanship. You gotta. <laughs> ah, you have to roll it out. Ah, you yo, know this I mean? is. This is beautiful. This is easily the blackest episode of the podcast, and right. just just by virtue, of what? Yeah, and you, you you even got your militant garb on, so. Bro, you have no idea. <laughs> this was an accident, but not an accident. I think subconsciously, it's like I knew. Yeah, nothing is an accident. No, you're correct. You know what I mean? <laughs> All right, everybody get your fists up. Everybody get everybody get your fists up. Um I will be on a boss's uh podcast coming up in the next couple of weeks. 2 weeks? Okay. So this airs this Wednesday, November the 2nd. Oh man, it's so nice to have a producer in the room again. Oh my god, bro. I've I've been doing all like I've been wearing all the hats, you know what I mean? And it's not a problem, but it is nice to just have a crew of people that are all working towards individual visions, but then can come together for collective vision, understanding that, like, bro, this is my initial vision. For the it's podcast. the unity. So it's just community. mobbing out. It's like, you see, you guys see the studio that it clearly has not been fully realized yet because I haven't had more of these sessions where everybody, like, I want us and Lou and B in the studio and Henny in the studio. And then, like, some of the other characters that are going to slowly start to get introduced, man. I'm very excited for season four and the ideas of of the future i like i know it's not really necessary to do seasons for a podcast you know why not life's a show but i th honestly i feel that way too yeah. and subconsciously it's made me like reboot every year mm. you know yeah, yeah, yeah. so like I, literally between every season one two three like this season the major change was going video 
was adding the video element. Uh, much love and respect, and God bless the Twenty Seven Collective. Lou, uh, the Jew in my corner. Like this is this is the guy. That's I got my fist up for that for that dude right there. Oh, that sounds awful. God damn it! <laughs> say it, just say it, please. Pause. Thank you. <laughs> this is bruh. You you're in my head. It's bad. I, I like that I've. Uh, it's it's not. It's like it's annoying estate. to me because I'm like now I can't just like freely say I say outlandish shit. I'm a comedian, bro. So, in our world, we just get a pass to, to say and do and be as outlandish as whatever. But like when you get back in your personal circles, it's like oh that's right, niggas roast you for saying like, like really sus, as they should. I mean, it's a part of life. It's you know, <laughs> as they should. As they should. <laughs> um, let's see. You been listening to any new music? Um, the new Mock Henny. Have you? Mock Mac Macami? Mac I don't Mac I'm Hemi. still not Mac Hemi. But I know who you're talking about. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But you said Henny, so yeah, I don't Yeah, yeah, you know that's my fault. Bro, I don't I don't listen to names, man. I just listen to music. You just listen to music? That yeah. was a really slick line, you bastard. Yeah. <laughs> no, I don't I, listen I, to I names. I'm kinda of the same way. Like, yeah, I don't listen you know, to names, but like I listen to music. If the song right? moves me, like, because I love dancing. Okay. If the song gets me like bopping or whatever. That's why I know it's a good song. Oh, you right. Jamaican to the bones. Yeah. Right. Yes. Just, regardless of like who, like it, it could be a country song. If I'm dancing, that means I know it's a good vibe. You Trust. know what I mean? Yeah. All right. It could be a country song. It could be if I'm if it gets me to move. Like if I could you name a country song? No, I don't go by names. I go. Oh, ah, sick. <laughs> Checkmate. That's literally the Checkmate. damn. I know that's Checkmate. Full all right. Circle. It, it's even like. Yeah, no, music is music is beautiful. Have you heard RMR, like Rumor? I think is what his name is. No. He's like the you know what I'm talking about? Teardrops, they fall down like green. It's like, bro, this guy does like apparently it's a Rascal Flats like cover or some shit. Yeah. It bro, it's you need to pull this up just so you can visually look at this. It's uh What's his name? Rumor, RMR. Yeah. Uh, bro, it's a black country song, but rap. Oh, yeah. And the music video is like just full of AKs and, and niggas just mobbing out with ski masks and shit. You yeah, see this? AKs and yeah. You fucks yeah. with this guy's music? Yo, it's hilarious. I think. <laughs> I, bro, I don't even think it's hilarious. I think it's good. It kind of reminds me of Tim Vocals. You know Tim Vocals? No. Oh, man. Look him up after. Look him up. No. Oh, I don't have the studio um, this monitors. Thing. Makes me think that this is what people wanted Lil Nas to be. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I mean? like right? Like this, like. Every sleepless night led me to where I am. Bitches that broke my heart, they became hoes I scammed. Bro, that's like. It's fire. Like, what? It's fire. What? You're telling me that we don't belong in these spaces, bro? We could kind of just take over is what that shows me. It's like, well, yo, don't be too comfortable. Because if we want country, we can. We I can, mean, we can take that too. <laughs> these are. <laughs> <laughs> You're so humble about it. Yeah, you know, uh, can, uh, just, just, you know. Um, last Friday, uh, the week before, sonically one of my best weekends mm. at Bruh. So I had West Side Gun. Drop Hitler wears Hermes ten. Hitler wears Hermes ten, but I I'm not sure if 
he's just calling it 10. It is Hitler wears Hermes 10. Mm. Like, which is apparently the last of his uh, Hitler wears Hermes, like, uh, West Side Gun. Did he drop the project? Yeah, bro. Oh, so, the, so, so, you know the Hitler wears Hermes? I said Hitler way too many times, bro. Like, yeah, YouTube is going to... Yeah, YouTube is going to flag this. This is about music. Mm -hmm. um, but he, it's like his most prolific series of tapes. Mm. And I'm pretty sure this is the last one. It's the 10th one. So it would make sense to cap it at 10. And uh, I'm only seeing it being marketed as 10 in quotation marks. Mm. And I'm not sure if it's because this whole Kanye West climate and he doesn't want it to publicly. Be, like they, they, they don't want to market it as Hitler wears Hermes. They're scared of the Jews too. Well, uh, bro, don't, yeah, don't, 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 don't get us. Don't get us. Don't get us. <laughs> Don't get his flag. It's true, true. We love them. We love them. I love them. But I, I love them. I got them in my family. We were mixed. We we're mixed in. Again, it's just I wish Kanye wouldn't generalize. Is the weird part to me. It's like how are you, how are you gonna separate or how are you gonna lump in the industry with everybody? Like, just call out the people in the industry that fucked you over. That happened to be like what they are, like Leor Cohen, or Leor Cohen. Yeah, yeah that Leo guy. Cohen. That guy's awful. That's the guy. You want to look up someone who really doesn't give a fuck. That guy is a culture vulture, bro. He is. So, nice. like, as as combative as, as Ye is, is being in all this shit, and as wrong as he is in condemning a, a whole group of people, like, if he was just, maybe my career is fucked now because I said his name out loud. Maybe he's not saying his name on purpose. <laughs> but that guy, oh, just watch his Breakfast Club interview where they literally get this guy to pretty much admit that he's a culture vulture. Like, he has a problem with lean, he tells all his, and this is his words. I'm paraphrasing, but in the in the interview, he just he describes how every artist of his that he has that that sips lean or drinks lean, he tells him you're a junkie. Put that shit down. Da 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 da. But all his artists, all their music is all leaned up. It's like trap promoting lean and on like. So they even called him out. There's like, isn't that kind of hypocritical? And he's like, his words, bro. He's like, I got people to feed. So that is by definition. That is what Ye is trying to talk about. Which, I mean, if you're in black culture, if you're black, if you're in the know in the culture, you've heard this shit forever. But it gets obviously thrown a little too overboard when people just start fucking generalizing. And that's what happens with black people, too, bro. And that's when we get pissed and shit. So mm -hmm. I wish he had people in his corner to just kind of break it down to him like that. It's like, look, if you're really going to be about this, then go at the people. Or maybe, you know what? I, I don't even know the nigga because I'm also... I kind of feel like it's like an attention thing. I, yo, that and maybe he did it on purpose to break his contracts without breaking his contracts. I mean, you know, two birds, one stone. Because how else did he do it? He didn't do it with the White Lives Matter shirts. He didn't do was, it with was the... Was that supposed to break his contracts, though? Well, that he was saying this publicly. He was trying to get out of his contracts. Cause, oh, and, and he even released his contracts publicly. I, I saw that, but I mean, was did he say the White Lives Matter shirts? Was that... No, 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 this is theorized. This is theorized. This is theorized. Because okay. mm -hmm. um, people, like, because if you look at the pattern, it's like, well, that happened, then the George Floyd comment happened, and still nothing happened. Mm -hmm. And people are saying now that he was able to say all this stuff uh, within the black community, but the second that he talked about Jews is when, like, all his stuff got, like, this is where people are starting to have the debates and, and, and all that stuff, you know what I mean? Yeah. yeah. So... That's like on a scale that I don't even know, bro. But did you hear that um, if you put it on your like the Trink Champs episode, if you put it on your Google Drive, they'll delete it. Yeah. 
Yeah, I saw that's that crazy. too. That that's is crazy. That's messed. That just shows me, you. It makes me not want to use Google anymore. But it just shows you we're yeah, not free. Oh, you shouldn't. You should have been feeling this way from day one. Anyway, yeah, we're not I free, man. We're not. Like, free. If you know what those guys are up to, oh my god. Yeah, bro. It's uh, I don't know. How do you guys feel about this whole AI future? I mean, it doesn't. They always like. There's a pattern that I picked up as I've gotten older. It feels like they always pitch it to us as it's for us, it's for everybody. But is it ever really end up in everybody's hands? No. Not the best version. Of not the best it. version of it, and not immediately. Yeah. Like all these, all these supplements and all this stuff that are just now like all this organic food and all that if you had money back in the day like you were tapped into that already yeah you just had access to it and you had the knowledge well this is what kind of spooks me with um uh, have you guys seen like the doll e pictures that have been coming out of like the ai generated art yeah oh yeah 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 Yeah. that's not even the best version that's the consumer version correct Mm. so what version do they have yeah. that we don't know? I got to introduce you to Lou from uh, 27 Collective, okay. like part of the part of the production crew. Yeah. Because like he he's deep in this space mm-hmm. and the conversations that I've had with this guy blow my mind because it's really freaky deaky shit. Yeah. And he said that exact thing. He's like, what I'm using now is like, is this what's available to the like, public? Yeah. You know what I mean? Like this technology has been in development forever. Bro, like the AI, the level of sophistication in these things that they've been building out, you know what I mean? It's... Well, here, here's a thought that I had, and I think this is kind of relevant to this point, right? Because I'll use America as an example, but America's not going to show the American public all their best stuff. They can't just have that out in the public, right? So all their their planes or whatever, they got to keep it on the DL. Yeah. Like, no one knows what's going on. So if that's just for their planes and stuff, what other technology do they have? Like, they might have technology that's 50 years ahead. Yeah. That we don't know about. Well, you know how Japan and China are always like at least four or five years ahead of our tech here? Yeah. It's like you got to imagine the governments of the world are at like 10 to 15 to 20 years ahead of that. Like yeah. the stealth bomber was already 20 years ahead and that dropped in the 80s. Yeah. Yeah. You know what I mean? So like they might have the stealth stealth bomber that's from right 2029 from or 2099. That shit from Wakanda? Literally. <laughs> <that's just laughs> right. Um... How the fuck did we get here from music? What was the bridge? Life, man. Life Negroes, is a bridge. bro. That's Negroes right, in a room. Life is a bridge, man. That's Negroes in a room. That might be the title of this episode. Oh, you asked me about AI. So I, I was saying that there, there's some sort of AI that they must have that we don't know about. And where do I see it going? I can't call it. Well, no, you know where it's going. It's already happening. It's like Doombot. Yeah. It's AI. Like, the artists are being... If everything else is able to be phased out of existence by robots, why can't art also? Like, this is what's happening. Everything is being phased out by technology. Mm. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, what happened with that uh, rapper, like the AI rapper that was causing controversy because it was dropping the N-bomb everywhere. And then it turned out like it was like the white corporation behind it and everybody got mad. <laughs> and then they fired the, the fake rapper. They fired the yeah. robot. But it's like, that's where... I mean, look at Doombot. There's literally a fake MF Doom. Mm. Look at Hank Trill. That's actually one of my favorite ones. It's a Hank Hill, like, trap rap account. Mm. Bro, they just, he actually just dropped a a mixtape. I can't believe I'm saying this. I think I've seen it on Instagram. Yo, bro. It's it's AI. Uh, Oh, actually, you know what? It might be a real person. Hank Trill 
God damn it, Bobby. Yeah, that might be a real person. That was really good. Yeah, I'm really good. Oh, Bobby. I love King of the Hill, bro. I, I love that was a sleeper hit of my of, of my childhood. Like not many people fucked with it, but for some people for some reason, most of the people that I know that fucked with it are black. Yeah. It's like a peek into like I don't know, like Hick White Life. I love Trailer Park Boys for that too. Yeah, Trailer Park Boys classic. I think it's the greatest television export from Canada ever. Damn. Trailer Park Boys, bro. It I doesn't think- like to me. It doesn't get better than that. Like, what what could you compare it? Like, what would be as good and Canadian that like made an impact even on American TV? Because oh, yeah, yeah. Trailer Park Boys yeah. is an export. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know what I mean? And that's yeah. what I'm saying. I think it's the greatest television export from Canada. Yeah. It's like what like Shit's Creek, I guess, is the one that people would probably say modern wise. Is that Canadian? Yeah, that's a CBC show, and it won Golden Globes, Emmys, all that stuff. It's like, and it's swept. Mm-hmm. I never really watched it because I don't know. I'm kind of, you know, I don't, I don't want to say it all the way because I, 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 I'm realizing just how my militant nature might, you know, I want to work with within, I want to work with a budget one day. <laughs> so I got to, I don't know. Actually craft your conversations. Yeah, I've, I've been having this whole resurgence of a debate in my mind of just staying independent or going signed, essentially. Mm. You know Ooh, what I mean? Sell your soul to the corp. Not even sell your soul, but there is a way to work like with the system, and and because that was my initial that was my initial feelings toward this whole shit. It's like even early on, I didn't want to sign to like uh, like a major comedy club because I'm like, yo, I want to do this independent, da da da, da which in Canada is a joke. Yeah. Like you really do the the ceiling is so much lower here, mm-hmm. and before COVID. There were literally only a couple names in town unless you were able to produce your own shit and then build that up. And there wasn't much of that happening. Like everybody would have their own shows and stuff, but nothing to the to the scale where you could like tour and stuff. Mm. You had to pretty much go through like a yuck yucks or, you know. But with the landscape now and everything being like the market being essentially open, you have social media, your access to your to your people is immediate. Uh, it's like direct to consumer is direct to consumer, but then also all these independent like this entrepreneurial spirit is is finding its way everywhere in art. It, we've always been entrepreneurs in art, but to the point where we're popping up clubs. Like you should see how many comedy clubs are in Toronto right now. Mm. It's crazy, and and sure you can have your debates of, of what's a club or not, but like you have an established business where y- you are serving alcohol and you have a stage. And a setup and like it's a club, bro. So yeah. it's it's really interesting to see. And this is happening everywhere. So it's like you're able to access a market imme- like immediately, which is tougher because everybody's on it. Mm-hmm. Saturated. Exactly. So like only the really good stand out, but it's sometimes not even only the really good. Mm-hmm. Like it's the gimmicky. It's the it's, the, it's, it's gimmicky. <laughs> it's most paid. It's but it's also hardest working. Let's not let's not front. Yeah. It's yeah. also hardest working. Yeah, absolutely. Hard work beats talent. And I like I know this. Yeah. I know this mm-hmm. because I'm I'm still battling laziness and procrastination from my childhood. Yeah. Yeah. I, I often say that too. Like I had one teacher back in uh, middle school who was mm-hmm. like against homework and that like changed my whole interior like everything. Mm-hmm. Are they like, European? 
he's from Estonia. There it is. They don't really do homework. Yeah. Like in a lot of European countries, they don't really do homework. Yeah, he's like, y'all are like school is school. You do exactly. like why burden these kids' entire lives with this shit? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And they're slowly starting to acknowledge that in the West, but not fast enough. And I mean, yo, COVID fucked these kids up, bro. Oh my goodness. You. This guy I didn't go to school for like three years. It's like crazy. Oh my god, bro! You see, and you seeing all these stats about like, like the uh, literacy rate is down. Like I just saw some stat in the states, like apparently, or I uh, know it was a Canadian stat. It's like the EQAO, that literacy test, was like l- oh. the most kids are least prepared for it than ever in history in in like Canadian education. Yeah, history. they were offering payment to parents to help them study for the. That's the two hundred fifty bucks. Yeah, they're offered. The government is crazy, bro. So in the middle of inflation, it's like, yo, we're going to try. The guy literally said, we're going to trust that the parents are going to spend this money for the kids' education. It's like, bro, like these people are struggling right now. Yeah, you you, hot you know exactly how expensive gas is. Yeah. You know exactly how expensive apples are, my nigga. Shut the fuck up. This is not going towards textbooks. This is going towards keeping my kids alive. <laughs> like, <laughs> like, like, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. It's like, which in turn, and then just to send them into this education system, which is trash. It, yeah. The things they teach you, bro, it makes me so sad. They don't even teach you how to deal with money. That's the worst part. Yeah. Like, they don't teach you about money, taxes, how to make money, where to look for money. Or Which is the thing that you're locked into as soon as you become an adult. Isn't that crazy? Exactly. And they know this. Mm-hmm. Nutrition also is another thing. Yeah. Like, that, should be, that shouldn't even be optional. That should be mandatory. I took food and nutrition because I was a stoner. I'm like, what, are we going to make cupcakes? I was like, let's do this. <laughs> and, like, legit. And I actually got some very basic cooking skills from that, which I still, like, were the base of a lot of my current skills, which mostly I just stole from my girlfriends throughout history. It's like all my, all my best dishes. Shout out to my mom and... And damn, I shouldn't have used her name. I should. Damn. I should. I should. Uh, guy, I should. Guy's giving gummies. We were, That's like, crazy. Yeah, I don't hate her. Uh, hey man, you know. Yeah, it's, it's, it's not like that. Hey man, but cool. I probably should. You, you know, you're giving thanks. It's all good. I am giving thanks, but I should respect <laughs> her privacy and bleep her name out. Just one, two. Three. I am gonna bleep it out, and I wonder how many people are gonna think it's about them. I'm a whore. <laughs> Um, that, yeah, that's that's excellent. Do that. You know what, bro? I almost want to scrap some of the shit that I I plan to talk about. To talk to you about whoring. <laughs> <laughs> this is like my intervention. Listen, I'm actually. This isn't an intervention. Actually, I've I've, no, no, no. I've made a shift. I've I'm not trying shift. to corner you or anything. Okay, because okay, I like this is a, this is a, a a safe space, yeah. and <laughs> I have very I have very open conversations here. Like my boy uh, a- ATM. Mm-hmm. He's uh, he uses a nickname, so I won't I won't give his full name on the podcast. But okay, cool. he, he's one of my boys from Toronto, so he's mm-hmm. making his way back on the show eventually. But we always used to talk relationships and shit, like, mm. and and he witnessed me go through probably peak whore. Mm. He literally like we used to have a segment because we would work together, and he'd have a thing. It would be like his like uh, almost like Sports Center. It'd be like uh, the corner. I literally do that, and then we'd have like a breakdown. It's like, okay, who'd you fuck this weekend? What'd you do? Oh, damn. It's like, bruh. And he was literally saying, he's like, I'm living through you, bro. This is the this is like the most exciting show that's not on TV. <laughs> at one point, at the co- and this is like, you know, now being past this point, I don't even know if I want to fully, because I haven't I haven't fully explored this on stage yet, so I don't know that I'm I'm fully willing to give this onto the podcast before I do it on stage, but. I went through a really, 
really uh, extensive whoring period. All right. And like, regardless of like the whole sexcapades of my life, there was like right before my 30th birthday. I'll just put it this way. Like there was like a concentrated effort. (laughs) 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 And, you know, in that almost I feel like I lost a not I, I didn't lose myself, but I definitely wasn't operating according to like my core beliefs and and all that shit. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Not not it. even to get on some righteous shit because I, I I had a lot of fun. Mm-hmm. But it's you like gave me, it to your animal instinct. Me and you have these conversations a yeah. lot, and I feel like we're in. I don't. You don't have to share. You know what I mean? But I hope that by me sharing, I I implore you guys to just be as open as you want. How do you feel about uh, your current state uh, of I'm, relationships and and? I'm actually I'm I'm going through a wave where I think I might be headed to a little bit of celibacy. I'm just gonna retire for a little bit. Just I'm, uh, okay, taking a step down. It's very interesting. Yeah. How about you? You you a man whore? You uh, nah. you just chill? Nah, I'm chilling. I'm on lunch mode, just focusing on. See, yeah, see, that, you gotta hang around. You, know you gotta hang mean? around that's, us more, please. Yeah, please. please. This is, this that's, is, that's good shit to hear, man. I like this. Is uh, as much as I progressed moving to Toronto for comedy, which is like you know the thing you do. You have to move to where it is. Yeah. Um, or at least try for a bit to to figure that out, you know. And I didn't think I was gonna leave, but the pandemic happened. Yeah. So then I ended up figuring out a much better living situation, and then getting a car so I could still be active in the scene, but. I do miss being there. I think for my mental health. It's not like I was like depressed or anything out there, but just the access to whip like it's literally like it's jaw dropping. It's being in a big city like that and just everywhere you look, you're just stimulated on all fronts. Not even just women, but like everything, bro. Lights, bright sounds and like bright lights and sounds and all this shit. Like streetcars going by and everywhere you go, whatever time of day or night, there's people crawling. Hmm. And like, wow, I really did start to get lost, bro. And the progress that I feel like I don't like to live with regret because I don't think because that like fosters depression and all like and that fosters just sitting in a space where you're not active about doing something, Mm -hmm. at least for me. So it's like. I just realized, though. Cause I want to be honest with myself. It's like I should be further, whatever, and not even to be like on a scale of fame or anything. But the fact that season three is the first season where I went video, where I was off work for six months, and I knew like I don't know, like obviously the pandemic is a weird time for everybody. Yeah. And hindsight is twenty twenty, but like there's just so many moments in my life, especially when I went to Toronto, and got distracted by pussy, to where I feel like I lost out on a lot of momentum progress and opportunity yeah and that's for me one of the reasons why i'm focusing on this so much because it's almost like you can you can only really put your attention to one thing at a time right so yeah if i'm doing this producing stuff i can't also be chasing women i can't be doing both at the same time you can but you're not giving it the attention yeah, it deserves but effort, yeah, yeah exactly I mean, right so if i'm yeah. giving attention to that then i'm not giving attention to this and for me in the long run i think putting my attention to this is uh, a better long-term strategy. But then also, I, I often think about, like, it would also be better to have a partner 
earlier on. Oh, bro. These are realizations that, yeah. When you start to get older, you really... <laughs> but but there is also... I would never trade what I went, what I did, and no, for sure. you know, mean, not even, not even necessarily for the, you know, the, like the surface level of why I say that, because obviously it was a fun period of time, but the actual growth yeah. that I went through as a person, like everything happens for a reason, you know, and 100%. like so all that yeah. shit, because I, I like challenged myself once I became sexually active. Cause I was just a little later than my most of my friends, like, okay. and it was through like trauma, which I realized later in my life as I started to piece together what was happening. It's like, well, I wasn't like abused or anything, but I had witnessed abuse to to people in life, and that in turn subconsciously like created shit in me, which turned into okay, well, I'm doing everything but fucking. And I seemed like everything but fucking. So like I was eating girls Bunch out and getting ahead and all that shit. Like everything. But it's like, but I wouldn't fuck. And I didn't understand why back then. I didn't even think about it back then because I was just doing whatever. And I was a schemey nigga too. So I had commitment issues. That's what it also turned into. <laughs> bruh, I was, I was, a, yeah. bruh. My resume read Homewrecker from like, oh four to yeah to i don't even want to put an end date on that because that might expose some people's lives but (laughs) like you're still continuing like no no bro no bro and not even because i think that first of all i don't feel bad about that shit because i'm a and this might sound crazy but i never really initiated any of it it's my personality it's who it's who i was that open that like women opened up to me and felt comfortable and so, as they should because i wasn't fucking a weirdo and they picked up on that but then i also like would do stuff with them so it's like but it's not my it's not my place yeah, sure. and even though i was young and didn't really fully grasp that as like my belief system yet i do believe that now it's not it's not my place to govern how you live your life and if like life happens and connections are connections so i still i still have to deal with whatever i'm doing on my end to put my energy towards that shit as opposed to building my own stuff. What you're saying, bro, so, like, when you walked through uh, the hallway and shit and you saw all those uh, com- comedian, like, yeah, uh, my, my like, literally my five, like, those, like, five personalities are what I am molded of. Mm-hmm. And maybe some purposeful and some not even. Like, I didn't know Andy Kaufman until I was in my 20s. And mm-hmm. then to realize the impact that he actually had on my life, like, in so many different ways, bro. But that that that's to another point. I realized, though, as I was studying comedy, like before I even started, that all my favorites, all the goats or whatever, they had stability. Like they had a wife or, or someone holding yeah. them down. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Yeah. From Carlin to Chappelle to every, everybody. Like even Patrice had Vaughn and shit. You know what I mean? It's like you have a soldier holding you down. So... You go through your experiences and stuff, but I, and then when I started comedy, what I realized was like, yo, this shit of entertainment really is sex, drugs, and rock and roll. It's, it's, that's it. It's crazy. At least at the beginning, that's what you're introduced to. And, and this is pre pandemic stuff. So, and this is pre like mental health stuff. Like, no one was really, and that's only 11 years ago. I only started 11 years ago. So that shit still hasn't fully kicked in yet. Cancel culture hasn't fully kicked in yet. Like, like yeah, super, super, no, super woke shit hasn't fully kicked in yet. Oh, no, man. bro. Like, no, bro. So like, <laughs> it was still, it was still kind of like what comedy was in the past. Like you, you have to 
you have to come in through industry like rankings you know what i mean like you mm -hmm. come in as a micer and then you just work your way up you build industry connects you get on festivals you get credits and then you start to move it was still kind of like that the the social media was just starting to create a big dent in that stuff just starting but i realized it's like oh well all this temptation is around you 24 7 if you if you're not strong-willed enough to personally remove yourself from that yeah. having a stable relationship at home that you actually have love and respect for like to bring you home yeah. i realized was a big game changer for a lot of these people game like Chappelle's had his, his girl like forever bro yeah and that's, that's what i realized like even like um i have this my next door neighbor he has like he's got money he's got all the cars or whatever and like one of the things that he said that really stuck to me is like even after all this money he's like man i just wish i started my family earlier yeah you know what i mean mm. and that's like like this guy's got all the cars private jets everything dang and he's like i i just wish i started my family well, they say women have that like baby phase, like where they like they're like they're like I have to. They get in that mode where it's like okay, the the paternal clock is ticking or whatever. Yeah. It's like guys have that too. It's like we don't have a clock because we can shoot out sperm whenever. Yeah. But oh, it's yeah. like you oh, get that feeling, especially now. Again, I do also think it's kind of important to whore. This is one of those Patrice things where I really do stand by, bro. Like you gotta get it out of your system. Yeah, I'm so grateful. I actually went through that to know. To just appreciate it all, but then to also, I don't know that I would be faithful in a relationship had I not done all these things. Yeah. You know what I mean? Because now I actually truly understand the value of the good and the bad of the relationships that I've had and the good and the bad of relationships in general. Because you feel kind of the same way? Yeah, well, I feel like also it's like just to even know what type of woman... Should, like you could build something with. Correct. You have to experience all of them. Correct. You know what I mean? The... You know, I, I used to think that 100%. But there are situations, like, I don't know, like Lou and B of 27 Collective, very unique case. But they also, they, they talk about how they have spent time separate, like separated. But it's like um, like uh, high school love and stuff. Hmm. You know what I mean? Like they've known each other for that, that long time. Oh, but okay, they, okay. but they, I do also remember them when they were on the podcast together, they talked about having had time separate also. So... They did. They have like experienced other like other relationships, but I almost wonder with that. That's like kind of goes to that sentiment of you have to explore to really know what you value and what you what you want and, and desire. Mm -hmm. And so when you find that, it's like I don't know. Now for me, it's like finding that seems a lot more um, not even necessarily important, but just I understand the value of it more. Yeah, bro. I've I've had I've had a woman wake up at four in the four thirty in the morning to make me lunch for work and shit, yeah. and like tell me like and actually hold me down. I've actually been held down to the point where it's like, oh, you're helping me m maneuver my career and shit. Like you care yeah. to that level. It's like yeah. that. But pussy is pussy, bro. And and we are men. Yeah. Yeah. That stuff like. You know, two people focusing on one goal gets you there twice as fast, right? So even mm -hmm. if you, you have that one woman there that's holding you down and she's helping you do comedy or whatever it may be, you're going to get there so much faster than if you're focusing on this part-time and Correct. focusing part-time on, you know, getting pussy. I try not to go too heavy on this rhetoric, though, because 
we are guys and like we are guys so it's like that temptation is always there yeah. and you know like i i do kind of run on that animalistic no, we like, all, bro, we're all what happens when you're tempted with something you've never had before it's like you know and like i'm only at a certain level in this comedy game and again com like fame isn't the goal of mine but i can see how i can get there based off my talent and skill and yeah. like just yeah. what's the the trajectory and and opportunities and stuff you know mm -hmm. so it's like i haven't i haven't even touched temptation yet i don't think bro like just but that, yeah, that's another thing that's why i feel like it's crucial to find like that one woman who understands like if, if he steps out it's not the end of the world you know what i mean like look at this nigga 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 look at this <laughs> but I mean, realistically speaking, like if you can find a way to love a woman so that she like uniquely love a woman so that she understands, like if you're out, it's not you don't love them. You're just exploring. Yeah. You're, you know, you're hunting. Yeah. That's see, all it so is. can we ever, do you think we can ever truly be faithful 100 percent? I think so. But what do you mean by faithful, though? Like by the like that not step like, out, like not, like not, not step sleep out? with another woman. I mean, I it's possible. What if one of your girl gives you literally all the things that we've been describing, all the things that you want and need? And da -da -da -da, but and, but and one of the things I'm asking for is the ability to pursue. Like, So that would be a stipulation going in. So you wouldn't really look for a woman that wouldn't be down with that in general. I, but I mean, like, if yeah. I'm saying ideal situation, ideal, just be like just to understand, because, like, I can love you in such a way that it's uniquely for you. That love is for you. Yeah. And what, everything else is just me exploring. Huh? All right. No, I get. Yeah, I get it. Yeah. You're trying to have four wives, though. I'm trying to have a harem. A small collective, right? That I might be like, the way, bro. I feel like you know, I love community. Let's just you know have a little community. That's so funny. Yeah. Right. I said two people working to, on one goal. What about like twelve people working? Right. Build You're hilarious, machine. bro. Y'all are really build a machine. Y'all are really <laughs> starting a Netflix documentary right now. <laughs> this is right. <laughs> whole community. Um, I'm a polygamy. You know have you ever saying? seen those videos? Like, I just recently saw this one on um, it was on Instagram of this guy. He had like eight women pregnant, like at once. So he's African dude. Yeah. Is yeah, yeah, yeah. I seen that thing. I seen uh, that. Is it Nick Cannon? <laughs> Nick Cannon. No, Nick, no, no. no. Nick Cannon is potent. But he had eight women pregnant all at once. Sniper. That's wild. You know, like, Sniper. But he, he was able to do that because he got. He has money. You got that moolah. I got moolah, baby. Yeah. I got That's that moolah, baby. Um, I'm bringing in specifically because he's going to be more of a regular uh, a face. Like, Dante is 100%. This man's plugged into to, uh, producer on-air personality. But uh, you guys have been hearing me. Obviously, I'm promoting Black Zoo Self-Portrait, my first ever live comedy special taping, Friday, November 18th, Toronto, Backroom Comedy Club. Saturday, November 19th, Zoetic Theatre, Hamilton, Ontario, Get your tickets now at akablackzeus.com. That's A-K-A-B-L-A-C-K-Z-E-U-S dot com. Negroes, Neglets, and Whites. Uh, uh, everybody else also. Uh, <laughs> um, but this guy, this guy is, is getting plugged into a key role in my comedy life. I'm trying, to, I'm trying to build that team. And why not actually put this guy? Well, you're not on camera right now, so why am I even? I don't need to be on camera. I like being why not? An ominous voice. Ever I like being in the background? Would you, you know rather I mean? just always be in the background? I mean, I just like you're having only my voice out there. by technicality not on camera right now, but you prefer this? I mean, yeah, I don't mind it. I like just being All the right. voice. All right, well, shit. Then the you could probably like just chill decisions. over there one time and yeah, or you know whatever. This yeah, works. Right, this works. Yeah.
Yeah. But uh yeah, I gotta I gotta plug this guy in to be like a little producer type role. It's like um you're very good at networking and, and just I'm coordinating. I'm a people person. Yeah, and, yeah. and being on time. You you're more on time than me. I have I have less of the C P T syndrome. It's mildly <laughs> <laughs> um, less, less. So yeah, I just wanted to give you your props and, and oh, thank say you, thank, you thank you on air, it. on camera. Oh, thank you. That's so sweet of you, man. I yeah, appreciate man. that. It's like <laughs> God damn it. This is, all right. You're adorable. I'm done. I'm done praising you. But uh yeah. What the hell was your nickname again? Quentin Quarantino. Like this guy Quentin says my name. Quentin Quarantino. <laughs> did I say yeah. your actual name? Yeah, yeah, you did. You did. Beep it out, beep it out, censored. Can you timestamp that for me, please? I didn't even hear you say it. I yeah, right? <laughs> yeah. Okay. yeah. That's uh, that's that's my bad. Yeah, I'll right, bleep man. it out. Don't yeah. worry. Yeah, we'll we'll keep the continuity. I already have yeah. to bleep out another name, mm-hmm. so it's like uh, I'm t- I'm two for two here. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, bro. Um, you haven't been fully plugged in yet, but we figured out, man. We figured out. Oh, I think we already have. We've yeah. been having a lot of the conversations. Again, this is more team building and setting up for future opportunities and and events and and all this stuff. I'm very excited for. Not just my comedy special, but what's coming down the road. I, I also haven't been talking much about it, but I will be premiering a short documentary. I don't know if I'm doing it at the Toronto um, comedy taping, but for sure the Hamilton one, because it's a full theater. So we're going to use the projector and all that shit. Get your popcorn. You have booze. It'll be licensed. Uh, maybe some edibles there. You know what I'm saying? Wink, wink. Um, I'm very excited. There's, there's so much happening, bro. I'm I'm inspired. Hella inspired right now. The comedy scene right now is crazy, bro. Yeah? The comedy scene right now is crazy, bro. I'm Tell me about it. so inspired. But <laughs> 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 it's like it's a first date. Um, <laughs> you you sounded on, really man? into it. I'm, I'm, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm appreciative. Yeah, I'm appreciative. I just was I just was thrown off. I'm like I'm not used to having other people in the studio, so it's just me <laughs> beating myself up verbally yeah. for for an hour. Because I haven't somebody be like, yeah, tell me about it. It's like, oh, that's right. People, there's, there's niceness in the world. Uh, <laughs> just my peers specifically, the ones that I came up with, I'm not talking about like ones from before or ones after. Well, even some of them after because the boss started a while after me. But like him, uh, Jesse Singh right now, Keith Pedro, who's on a, an American tour, uh, Natish. Paul Thompson, Chris Robinson, who just had his special Panning for Gold drop on Crave TV um, like just last week as of the release of this podcast. Uh, Jesse Singh, did I mention him? Bro, I just watched his short film, Tales Tales of the Mandem. (laughs) Bruh. Yo, that sounds amazing. Bruh, when I tell, like, this looked like it was a TV, like, Netflix-ready. Mm-hmm. And it was just so sharp, so funny. And then he's also just killing it on stage. He finally had his Nubian Show debut. Hey. Listeners to the listeners of the podcast have heard me talk about Nubian Show, legendary show. Uh, oh, I have the close-up camera. I forgot about the close-up camera. <laughs> but um, just everybody's on their A game. And what I'm really kind of... Not all the way surprised, but I'm more pleased to see the sharing of information, um, bigging each other up like this. I didn't see this this much when I first started comedy. 
like people weren't sharing each other's posts and like and putting each other on and, and being like go to this person's show that's they're not even on or or sharing information on just like how to get money and and how to maneuver in the space and just opening doors and opportunities for each other it's it's such a beautiful thing that if you're not the the type of person that looks at this shit as like oh i have to do better than these people is like driven in competition that way then you look at it and be like wow this is like it's i'm just hella inspired i'm so happy to see all these guys get all these opportunities and kill them and it just motivates me it doesn't make me bitter or or jealous i just want to be as good as i know i can be and the fact that i'm around these people is a clear sign you know what i mean it's like there's 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 something happening bro and i feel like the current crop of of comics coming up out of canada are going to make a huge wave bro i have uh, i have an inkling i have a feeling that it's going to be like a pool of comics that people talk about like almost like the seller and all that shit you know mm-hmm. what i mean yeah. the only problem is is that canada doesn't get to shine because all our comics have to go to the states and this is what i'm saying is i really feel like we're starting to foster this idea that bro because of social media and shit we can grow our audience internationally but b- really starting to build things here communally mm-hmm. and uh and that's why it's important for me to bring you guys in yeah. and and start putting names to faces putting voices on on wax you know what i mean and, and just plugging you into the comedy space plugging you in eventually and figuring out how we how we because this is what it's all about bro it's like that's what i realized is like i'm in competition with myself and then realistically it's like i just get to open as i open doors for myself it's like oh well that's an open door it's like you bring people along for the ride because mm-hmm. a lonely ride is is awful yeah you know and nothing really happens bro it's like my jokes the only reason i'm as funny is because i maintain this like again i don't want to give all the sauce away but like uh lunch room table like high school lunch table cafeteria vibe around my life yeah. yeah you know and i don't necessarily my life is actually majority outside of comedy and i think that's what's another Big. I do love my comedy brothers and sisters, but I do spend a lot of my time with people outside of comedy. Mm-hmm. And it just grounds me and keeps me in reality in, in a way that I'm like not always 100% immersed. But when I go out to comedy, it's like I'm, I don't even like bringing people because then I just want to be with my people. Like those, that's my tribe, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So then I just like to maneuver between shows like, a, like you just bounce around like a ping pong ball, bro. Yeah. It's like you just go from one club to another to another and you just talk to everybody and you reconnect and then you go to like the annual party and all that shit. It's like, it is a community, but I, one of my biggest keys has always been to maintain life outside of comedy. And I think it's the reason why I'm, I'm, I'm mentally where I am. You know what I mean? Fresh. Yeah. 100%. 100%. So it's like, that's a good, that's a, that's a good natural place to end this episode. I I think Oh, look at that. Ladies and gentlemen, come on. Beautiful people. Back to a 50-minute episode. This is what happens when I bring people in. <laughs> it's not that I get lazy and stuff, but it's like I've just figured out that the best way for me to approach this shit is to just do what I want. Yeah. Not stick to an algorithm, not stick to, like, 
yeah, content release schedule, one hundred percent. Like the podcast was out every Wednesday, but I was like the videos, the randomness, and all that extra icing on the cake and stuff. I'm gonna just doing me. Episodes are at least thirty. I give you guys at least thirty. Last few have been thirty five, forty. Look at that, a fifty minute. Plus, you got two new faces. No, I'll I'll th- I'll get you guys in the seat, and the 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 actual thumbnail will be all of us. If you want, you can remain in the shadows. I, I'll have to wear my glasses. <laughs> you make me sick. <laughs> yeah, you make, you make me sick. Uh, but I appreciate you too. Uh, do you want to be found online? This is a good place for you to plug Dante. Do you want to? Okay. Um, I'm Quentin, I'm, I'm, not I'm, Quentin. No, no, no. I'm cool for for like my personal, but there is these guys that make amazing, delicious, uh, brownie edibles. Uh, you know, Drake Confections. I think you should follow them. How do you spell it out? Spell it out. D dot R dot E dot. Fuck, man. I'm I'm dyslexic. C O N F E C T I O N S. Confections. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. C O N F E C T I O N S. Nailed it. There it is. Dre Confections. Yeah. Uh, for all your edible needs within the GTA area, mm-hmm. wink, wink, nudge, nudge. I hope this doesn't get taken down. No, that's fine. I'm so happy. There's a producer in the room again. Oh my god! All these things I would have to pause and be like, do I have to re-record all this shit? Uh, but this is you guys are new to this experience. So my boy Henny, shout out to Hen Dog. Every episode, take a little bit of time. What spoke to you? In this episode, you're just gonna say it into the microphone. You could sing it, you could rap it, you could you could spoken word it. You, random noises, woozle wazzle, and then Henny is gonna fucking run it through his blender and and come up with some musical magic. Um, the quest to be a polygamist. So you know, a polygnig. That's that's uh, a, a polygnig is is uh, polygnig. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Can you write that down in a text document for me? Just on the computer. Oh, okay, okay, blessed. Yeah, so, uh, yeah, I should have set all that up for you. My bad. But Polygnig is also running running contender for title of the episode. Yeah. That might get me demonetized, but we'll see. Polygnig, that's not even a real thing, so. Yeah, I mean, yeah. If you put it all together, I feel like you make it one word. The quest to be a polygamist. What about you, Dante? The unity and community. Yeah. Unity and community. Do what you want to do. Give us some razzmatazzle. That's awful. Yeah, that's awful. Jazz hands. Um, I don't know. Dude, I don't have any freestyles off the top. Doesn't need to be a freestyle, my nigga. Come on now. All right. Um, let's see. Spoken word. Spoken word. <laughs> my brother. <laughs> my, okay. My brother. Fist up. Fist up. Everyone, Everybody. Okay, fist up. Okay. My brother's my brother. Huh? We are gathered here today <laughs> um, to embark on this new journey of um, black empowerment, black movement, and um, black <laughs> Unity and community, baby. Unity and community. Ah, brothers. Brothers, my brothers. My brothers. My brothers, my brothers. My brothers. That's also a contender for, for episode title. My brothers, my brothers. My brothers. Ah, ladies and gentlemen, this has been Black Zeus, the podcast, season three, episode 43. You can find me, as always, at AKA Black Zeus on all social media. That's Twitter, Instagram, not TikTok, because we ain't with them on this side. Maybe in the future, but I don't know. We'll see. Probably not. Uh, YouTube, please. Oh, we over 100 subscribers, baby. We did it. We over 100 subscribers. My heart yeah, goes out to you. Yeah, baby. The crew, the beautiful people, 
The beautiful people, them. Thank you so much. Uh, I'm actually starting to put effort into this bitch. I like I, I talked about on the last episode, but starting to unify the look, starting to starting to clean up the thumbnails, starting to give y'all a little bit more uh, curated and uh, special content. Uh. Um, so I'll be back every Wednesday, as always. <laughs> Let me get this through clean. <laughs> this, when I do this alone, I'm able to get through moments like that really easily. But with people, it's like, uh, I do that a lot. <laughs> um, yeah, Black Suits Podcast, Season 3, Episode 43. Every Wednesday on all streaming platforms and YouTube. Please hit that subscribe button. Share it with your friends. My first ever comedy special, Black Suits Self-Portrait. Tickets available at akablackzoos.com if you're in Toronto or Hamilton or within that area. Make sure you're there. $25 in advance, 30 at the door. Don't buy them at the door. Don't be Lenore. Don't be a whore. Snore. Snorlax. Fart. I'm out. The quest to be polygamist. Polygamic. Yeah. Polygamic. Yeah. community yeah we over 100 subscribers baby my first ever comedy special black suit self-portrait tickets available at akablacksuits.com make sure you're there 25 dollars in advance 30 at the door don't buy them at the door 